Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to is explicit. We are here to talk about our lives, the great times, the messy times, but let's be honest, we learn from those messy times. Content may be triggering as we explore together our lives, spirituality, trauma, recovery, and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit, and today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Ed and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. been busy with stuff or are you getting more relaxed in your retirement from <laughs> overtime? I'm starting to recover is okay, what's going okay. on. Recover from it. Yeah, yeah. Um I I can now look at a piece of documentation and not be uh stricken with fear and immobilize right. you know, right. uh brain fog. Have um, all your documentation running because of the tears while you were filling it out. Right. Yeah. Um thankfully it's on computer, you know, so that's oh, okay. We don't right. need to worry about the ink but Right, okay. yeah. Um no, I I've I've uh I've definitely been recovering. Um I'm I'm you know, becoming more normal at work, which is good and, and feeling better um overall which is yeah. good. But one of the like things... Like normal, like, interactive and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. kind of shut down before. Completely and utterly, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I I, started doing this this thing. So years ago, like years ago, um, I went on the Atkins diet. Okay. And I lost some weight. And That's the meat-only diet. Yeah, right? it's like, yeah, the meat-only yeah. diet. Okay. It right. was the It was the predecessor to what we call the keto diet now or the ketogenic diet um and uh i lost a bunch of weight and i felt really like i had a lot of energy yeah which was great but i was also only like in my 20s so you know yeah your body changes that helps (laughs) right um and i've i've played with it here and there uh, you know, a little bit on and off. It seems to be years. what you go to when you go to that that diet thing. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's the, it's the one thing that really really tends to work for me. You know, yeah. on some level anyway. Yeah. Um. So I've I've revisited it, and you know, since I did it all those years ago, there's been a ton of research now, and oh, yeah, a lot more going on. So what I've done is, um, and it's been about a month and a half month month and a half now where i have um done what some people call the healthy ketogenic diet so like it's not just the meat and the fat like it's um counting like back in the day any carb was a bad carb yeah you know now it's net carbs so like it's not the carbs you you the bad carbs are the carbs from sugar or processed carbs like bread right um but like carbs that come from um fiber that your complex yeah the complex carbs are not um are not problematic because and 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 those foods offer you the phytonutrients that you need to you know to to be healthy 
So um, I looked into that and and I found this this uh, set of research um, and I started looking at it and I started working it. So like a month ago or so, I started working with this healthy keto diet uh, along with intermittent fasting, which is something that oh. I've never really played with. Um, okay. You know, and... For those so what who, they call the poor man's diet, right? If you don't have money, you don't eat. <laughs> well, yes. But, um, so what intermittent fasting is, is basically you you set up a time, and, and you can work yourself into it, but you set up a time throughout the day where this is what you, this is when you can eat, you know? Yeah. And that can also be dangerous because, you know, there are people that are like, I only eat for four hours a day, but, you know, I stick 30,000 calories in that four hours, you know? Oh, yeah. And so that, that's not healthy either. Um, so I was looking at, you know, you have to, to figure out my caloric intake and so on and so forth and like what my body weight is, my BMI and, 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 and figure out, you know, what do I need to sustain myself? What do I need to, to, um, to lower my, my, my weight because yeah, that's a big thing. I weighed 300, well, I weighed 300 pounds, Oh yeah, you know, when I started and, um, my blood pressure was up and uh, again, and you know, I, I was really, you know, looking for solutions to this, yeah. um, that I could do that could help me become healthy enough so that I felt like taking a walk or, or going kind yeah, of the energy to do know? it. Yeah. 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 And, um, so I've been doing this for a month and I actually feel really well. I mean, it's not something that everyone should just jump into by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But, um, especially like if you're diabetic or something and fasting can be really dangerous. Absolutely. So. That's definitely something you want to go, uh, dealing with, with your, with your doctor, you know, yeah. and definitely or a nutritionist. Um, so I eat about eight cups of vegetables a day. Okay. Um, and then a specific amount of protein and a specific amount of fat. You yeah. Know, like, okay. you know, and I, we, it's not, I mean, that sounds like a good diet. It is. It actually, it's the way that you're supposed to be eating. You know, we're supposed to be eating again, not right for everybody. Yeah. I mean, a diet is, is what you eat, right? Right. I mean, you can have a diet of potato chips, Pepsi and potato <laughs> chips. You can I have a diet of, right. Keto, ketos, and keto, fasting. Fasting. So, All I can think of is ketoacidosis. So. Right. Well, yeah, and that's that's one of the things you have to be careful on, specifically yeah. if you're diabetic and whatnot. Um, so I, the things that I found is that my energy. I don't have like technically tons more energy, but my energy generally stays pretty constant. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sleeping better, which Good. is nice, um, and my mood has improved overall. Nice, which is good. Um, my blood pressure is still all through the roof, but I've also lost twenty five pounds. And you've been doing this for a month. For a month. Okay. So wow. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of excited about it. You know what I mean? Like. Why are you whispering about being I don't excited? Know. Is there is there is this like when the old forty year old woman comes in the room instead of Ed, right, and starts talking in the barber shop? Well, I talk like this because it's a big secret. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you're so funny sometimes. You really are. It's so cute. It's like you just turn into this golden girl <laughs> out of nowhere. You have these little behaviors where you're like. 
And I'm now a uh, eighty year old lady sitting in the barber shop with the other ladies talking about what we shouldn't talk about. Right, right. Getting excited about something like this is not okay. Yeah. Um, Jesus. I think I think I think we've done a deep dive or we're doing a deep dive about, you know, not be it's okay to be excited. It's okay to be okay. So, you know, I mean it's it it so you've lost weight. I I've mean, lost that's weight. a great thing. Yeah. Even if you don't lose any more, it's so you've lost weight, right? Yeah. So. And I no longer weigh 300 pounds, which for me is like, that was like a big holy crap moment. Yeah. You know? that, was a, that was a like, this, I've, I've crossed a line that I'm yeah. not comfortable with. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've never weighed that much before in my life. Yeah. I hope to never weigh that much again. I hear ya. I mean, it's, it's. It's definitely rough to have that extra weight. I mean, I feel like I've talked about this before. I feel like a bear. I get my winter weight and then I get my summer weight and it's this stupid fluctuation. And right. I always, you know, I never feel as good when I'm heavier than I, as I do when I'm not. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I think mine's more emotional than anything else, honestly. I right. mean, I, I think my my weight is more connected to my feelings than it is what I do because you know I can do all kinds of shit diet wise and yeah I mean if I don't have as many calories I I lose weight but like emotionally I can lose like 15 pounds in a week or two you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's like I mean that shit just goes on and off on and off on and off and it's like it's a bit much but you know, it's one of those things when people say, oh, when I get stressed out, I don't eat, you know, so I lose weight. I'm like, that's great. When I get stressed out, I don't eat. I still gain weight. I don't know how it works, but I still, right. you know, and it, and it usually I think it's for me, most of it is like what I'm eating. <laughs> right. right. When you do eat what you eat. Yeah. Give me the cobs. Yeah. Give me the donuts. Give me the pies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's this meat crap? You know, right. vegetables. Who needs that? anything other than sugar? Right. Exactly. You <laughs> know. And very, very, very bad for you, fast food. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> I think that 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 might. It, I think for most part, like the biggest thing for me is is missing the convenience. Yeah. Like there have been a couple of times where I'm like, I could just stop at Burger King. It is. It's so much easier. It is. It's so much easier. And I think that's the the fucked upness of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't there be a Burger King that sells, like, healthy shit? Right. You know, or stuff that tastes good and is healthy. Right. Like, huh. I mean... I've thought about that. I Like, you know, that's a restaurant right here, right there. You pull up there. to a window and get an order of, uh, what are those things you like? Little cabbages? Oh, the Brussels, Brussels sprouts. sprouts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You pull up to a window and get an order of Brussels sprouts I, instead of chips or right or french fries i don't know why i became english <laughs> but yeah i mean why not right like yeah some hummus and some carrots or something like we could be onto something you know <laughs> well except that we never actually follow through that's we, we true need a virgo for that, that. We would... <laughs> yes so we this is this. this is good you're you're yeah. working on your diet yeah. And it's working for you. You're losing weight. You're feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm feeling better. So that's yeah. that's the big piece. I'm feeling better. Good. Good. Well, I'm glad you're you're choosing yourself. When yeah. It comes Thank to you. That. It's, <laughs> it's good stuff. It really is. It's good stuff.
Um, so today I, I, I kind of want to talk about something I've been thinking about quite a bit lately. Um, and I, I, every once in a while I come across this thought about choice yeah. and more specifically learning to put myself first. It usually comes at the tail end like it did on this time, you know, like at the tail end of like I'm giving myself up for work or I'm giving myself up for a specific, uh, yeah. okay. you know, set of circumstances, you yeah. know, and, um, and I mean, it kind of has to do with, you know, setting boundaries and whatnot, but, but it really made me start to think about the motivation behind things, like why I do specific things that I do yeah, and trying to be conscious of of my motivation for everything you know what i mean okay so like i you know i tend to overthink everything that kind of tends to be a thing so but one of the things that i never take into account is what my motivation is you know am i doing something from a healthy space am i doing something because so, like, so the self-awareness piece. It really is, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like when work started, I, you know, I started out because I wanted the extra money, so I wanted to work the overtime. And, yeah. you know, there was a part of it that, yeah, I was helping out, you know, my yeah. program and so on and so forth. And um, I remember saying that I, it it couldn't be permanent because yeah, of course. You know, I knew it was going to be a problem for In me. In the beginning, there are always boundaries. Right. <laughs> always, exactly. Exactly. You know. In the beginning. And then, you know, I, I find myself getting lost in these situations like I did with this. And it just became this point where I became a victim of my own original choice. Yeah. And threw myself further down into this victim mode. Right. You so know. the the victim mode ended up being what was driving the train. Exactly. Even though you started from a place of serving yourself by yeah. offering more money into your situation so that you could have more fun. Exactly. AKA the kayak. I, AKA the kayak. All right. Right. Okay. So I I I've been thinking like I said a lot about this and and I just wanted to talk about like what drives different people to do different things. Like I know that you, you know, we, we've done, um, is work working for you and, and, yeah. and, and yeah. episodes like that where, where you are very choice oriented. Like, yes. What brought you, I, and I'm asking this cause like, this is something that comes up for me every once in a while. Yeah. And I think about it and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be a champ at it. You know? And I, you might even put, a sticky note somewhere that says, you know, yeah. put myself first or what's my motivation or, yep. you know, something like that. And then that just goes by the wayside. I'm very bad at it, you know, yeah. I, for the long term. And I know these things, well, like everything has to be practiced, yeah. you know, and you practice for a little while and you fall off and then you get back on the bandwagon and you practice for a little while. But, but what, for you, what changed in, in the, like, what, what brought you to that space? Yeah. Um, huh. Okay. That's a good question. <laughs> well, I, so if I had to start somewhere, I would guess that when you were a child yeah. growing up, you grew up and you had, 
um, positive and negative experiences, which eventually gave you coping mechanisms. Some are, you know, maladaptive, some are adaptive, but all of that kind of formed as one lump sum, right? Right. When I grew up, I was in a situation where my ego was incredibly suppressed. Okay. So because of that, when I came out of that situation, it was almost like a whiteboard. You know? Uh, Okay. I didn't have... I had survival skills and that was pretty much where I had evolved was that I was in those survival skills. Yeah. So because I left that situation so abruptly and was in a completely different situation so abruptly, like within days, um, I had a lot of opportunity to develop that skill Mm -hmm. because I had a lot of opportunity to be in a group and then not be. Yeah. And be in a group and then not be. And that was coming from the natural occurrence of, you know, my mother bouncing all over the place. Like, I would be at this school, and then I wasn't. I would be at this school, and then I wasn't. I would be at this school, and then, you know what I mean? It was just over and over and over again. It gave me an opportunity to decide what I wanted to be, what I liked, what I didn't like, you know? And I I got into amazing amounts of trouble being in that survival space. But I was always able to kind of gain a little bit more traction with every new group that I was put into. Right. And as I became more aware of myself and my ego and my own needs, I became more comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. But that whole process was choices right right and you had the opportunity to go from like place to place to place to place so you had right. these short bursts absolutely and they were very quick learning type of situations yep. you know like what is acceptable what isn't acceptable you know there are all kinds of fucked up things in my mind about what and what isn't acceptable at that point in my life because Frankly, there were a lot of things that I was praised for that I shouldn't have been. A lot of things that I was punished for that I should have been. Right. I mean, and and that's what happens in those conditioning mindfuck environments is that you just you your ego breaks and there just isn't an ego there anymore. And you don't have that part of you that's trying to survive still. Yeah. So to go from that to this was not just a you know flip of the switch and it's there there as much as i present it sometimes that way yeah there were a lot of specifically social groups you know and it's not just schools but a lot of social groups that i was in and out in and out in and out in and out 
and I was able to really get a better social understanding because I had that um, that building opportunity. Right. So <clears throat> what that gets to is that for most of, of my conscious life, I have been in a place where I have not chosen to do what this person did. I've chosen to look at my options and see what works for me. Right. So my process is naturally more that. And then I have, again, had to build up a lot of resilience. And that's that tool of, okay, this is what I want to do, but this is what's happening, but I'm still going to follow through with what I want. Right. You know, I'm still going to follow through with choosing me. Like, yes, I want to... For cig- cigarettes, right? Yes, mm-hmm. I want to smoke a cigarette. But no, I don't want to be a dad that smokes. Right. Right? So I make that choice paramount. Who do I want to be? And if this is not in alignment with who I want to be, I am making the entire effort that I have available to change that. Okay. Because I don't resonate with it. Right. And I think a lot of times for you, it's like you have to redefine what you resonate with versus versus defining what you resonate with. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So one of like, so the challenges and, and, and hearing you say that actually puts this very much into, into, focus for me is that you know there are parts of my life that i am very much who i was raised to be yeah so i was my mother's savior caretaker emotionally um i was raised very catholic and it was always uh a a focus put on you know do for others what can you do for other people what can you do for other people it's always about other people it's never about you it's never about you know, it was never about me. It was never about my wants. My wants were always secondary or tertiary, actually, a lot of times, you know. Yeah. Or not even in the picture, you know. And and if I, if I, my conditioning was such that if I stated what I wanted, I was told not to be selfish. Okay. So a lot of times I feel like, you know, if I make a choice for me, my motivation has got to have somebody else involved. And if it doesn't, then I'm being selfish, you know, Okay. right even down to the work that I do now. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a job right now that I am doing to help other people. Yes, it puts food on my table, but I'm doing it because it is helping other people. And it has. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I uh, and and this is this is all stuff that I you know I I I've sat down and just was thinking about it. This course is that the job that I ran to after cooking was to help other people because I felt more comfortable there. Yeah, in service, you know, where I didn't have to worry about myself. I could just do it for somebody else, whatever it is. Yeah, and. I, I had this thought, you know, like, 
and and my my uh, my med provider actually was was it was very helpful with this. We were talking, and and he said, you know, listen, Ed, you're you're killing yourself right now. He's like, I, I, I know, you know, he's about my age, he's a little little older than me, but um, he's like, he's like, I I remember that time when I was like working myself to death to do this. And he's like, and then I had to stop myself and say, hey, what's better for me right now? Yeah, and I realized. You know, when he asked, when he said that, I said, okay, well, a light bulb went off. But then he asked another question. He said, so if you just work normal hours, are you capable of supporting yourself? And the answer, truthfully, is eh, not not really. You know what I mean? Like, I'm doing this job and I feel good about it because I'm doing this work for other people. But my needs are still not necessarily getting met. Yeah. Um. So <clears throat> that's where this, this, this thought pattern has come from. So now I've had to question my motivation for doing jobs and I've, I've had to look at some of my other things, you know, like when I was being a chef was, what was my motivation for that? Well, I really liked cooking. So that, yeah. that really was me, you know, that was, yeah. that was me, something that I, I really liked doing, but now I'm finding myself in this job that, that doesn't really work for me. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, if you got if the job was a comfort zone job and you're no longer comfortable in that zone, then yeah, I mean, it's it's not a good fit anymore. No, and it makes sense. I mean, like, and I guess I understand it better now. But like, I I've never really understood how you choose to get paid less to do harder work. Yeah. And I haven't. I've never gotten that. Like, why would why would anybody do that? But you often do. Oh, yeah. And it it's it's always kind of befuddled me. But yeah, I guess this makes sense. Yeah. Part of it is that. And then part of that other piece, too, is is there was I mean, we talk about complexity all the time. You know, it's 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 the complexity of every situation of how we were raised, you know, like the doing the harder work for less pay somehow seems natural to me. You know, yeah. my father worked very hard for very little pay, you know, yeah. cause he didn't, yeah. he didn't have a, a classic job, you know, and, and, uh, we were always fed a lot of the, you know, um, the work is its own reward type, type yeah, conversation. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, which is very of his era, it you is. know, I mean, yeah. It very much is of his era, and and it is also very what uh, is socioeconomic for where we were. Yeah, you know that is a very socioeconomic thought pattern, and I actually have looked at been looking at that lately too. Is when you're in those socioeconomic places, like so, we were very poor. You know, fairly poor. We had a house, but you know, we weren't on the streets. But you know, I didn't realize at the time growing up which I attribute to my father, um, the under, the, the truly how close we were ever to losing it all. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but my father made it work, you know, yeah. and, and my mother, my mother had her thing that she did in the end, but my father made it work. And I wonder how much of my, my thought pattern as far as that goes comes from, trying to tell yourself that you're okay 
Yeah. Do, you know what I mean? Like, okay, so, you know, do, do, do the work. You know, you're not going to get paid for it, but do the work because it's, it's, it's okay. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's the way the world works. It's the way this is supposed to work. So yeah, for me exactly. Oh, yeah. So it creates this mindset. So huh, that's I've, awful. And I have oftentimes passed up higher paying jobs because I don't think I'm, you know, capable or worthy. You know, I mean, I'm not. I'm not the suit guy. I mean, you know, you know, whatever. And that's my my thought pattern on that is, you know this high paying job you must be you know in a suit and you go to work and you do this thing and you work for a law firm you, you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah um but i've i've passed up higher paying jobs because i don't feel that they're morally and i'm putting that in air quotes morally fulfilling yeah you know um or no that's a big one and, yeah. and a lot of that is that morally fulfilling one or because i don't think i'm worthy so morally fulfilling i know hmm. right wow <clears throat> So going forward, I, I'm trying right now to work on putting myself first and getting to a point where I can feel comfortable. I talk about to myself and other people that, that and it ends up being a victim space of, you know, this isn't working. This isn't working financially. This isn't working, you know, yeah. and all of that stuff. But, I'm really trying to find a way to habitually put myself first, to habitually look at my motivation for things now that I've identified a yeah. motivation that is not healthy. Yeah. But specifically in my job. So now, unbeknownst, unless they're listening, <laughs> unbeknownst to my job, I am now really seriously looking for something that Good. pays more. Yeah. And we'll hopefully be less work somewhere along the line. Yeah, I cannot imagine how it wouldn't be. Well, that's true. You know, I really can't. I mean, the work that you do is the... It's, it's not easy. It's hard. And it is underpaid. And yeah, there are people that need those jobs. There are people that take those jobs. There are people that enjoy those jobs you know and really do enjoy those jobs but not just because it makes them feel good about what they do you know what right. i mean they really do i i've met people before that <clears throat> you know cleaning a body after somebody shit themselves for instance is they have a peace in that. There, there's some sort of peace in that service. Mm -hmm. um, versus the the um, the duty. Yep. In the service, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And and doing it out of duty versus doing it really because you love being able to take care of people in that way and that's you, you just that, that word duty yeah that word was something that was repeated to me like constantly as a child yeah. you know yeah it is your duty to take care of your fellow man it is your duty to do this it is your yeah. duty to do that um and i'm finding you know now that i'm in this space but i'm also finding that like the work is the easy one. Like work is an easy one to, to, to focus on an easy situation. Yeah, to absolutely. On. But I also 
have started to realize that motivation for certain things is interesting because there are situations in my life, relationships specifically, where my motivation for doing something is in the relationship is to make the other person feel better. Yeah. Is to uh, put the other person at ease, whatever, whatever it is, right. you know? Right. And so I've had to look at this and gone, okay, so that's my motivation. Anytime that I am motivated by somebody else's wants and needs, this is not going to be a good thing. I, I've, I, I, in, in, yeah. in my case, yeah, you know, it's it's indicative of a behavior that is not okay. Okay, you know, um, that doesn't mean that it's always that way. You know, in a relationship, yeah. you do have to have other people's wants and needs, but but my focus is there completely yeah. and utterly. Yeah, and I don't take into account. Well, what am I getting out of this? Who am I? Right, you're this, focusing you know? on the person, not the relationship. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and 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 what. What do I want to get out of this? Or do I really enjoy this? Or am I just yeah. hanging out with this person because... That's what I do. That's what I do. and they Or they badger me because that happens sometimes too. Um, you know, and, and... and That really makes you feel wanted when people badger you. Right. You know, well, it, it you know, it, but it does. I know. You know. Oh, know. oh you were, you were oh, being do, serious. I do. Yeah. I do. You know. You're one of the only adults that I've ever talked to that refer to people in that way. What do you mean, badgering? Well, any or, of it. Like, you you often refer to people as, like, really, really wanting you. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. That, yeah. I don't, you don't hear that a lot. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's, again, that's one more piece with the job piece, too. You yeah. Know, it's like, I'm, I'm feeling a need. I need yeah. to be needed. Um, yeah. So, this actually just happened. Uh, this actually happened just before I was leaving for New York. Yeah. Um, I had this, this friend of mine call me and, um, we were kind of talking and we were both had been in bad spaces. So we had lost touch. I had also been working the crazy hours that I'd been working. So we hadn't hung out at all. And it's a little bit of a drive and, um, they are, they can be a very overbearing, um, uh, mentality, you know, like, like person, you know, like for me. You know, yeah, and and they're like, okay, well, I'm coming down, and you know, I'm coming down, and 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 uh, you know, go go to the bank, take a hundred dollars out of the bank, and we're gonna go have a night, you know, da 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 da. Like, well, I have to work tomorrow morning, and I have to, you know, do laundry and get ready yeah, for yeah. my trip in two days, and uh, you know, there was a lot of that that went on, and I slept on it because we, we left it, at, yeah, and I was like, okay, whatever, I'm just not gonna deal with it because I shut down, so I shut down. And uh, they took that as a as a, a sign of affirmation that this was a great idea and that I was in agreement. Yeah. And I knew that they were right. And I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. But the next day I, I got up and I was like, you know, and, and this is when I was ha- after I had done more of this, this thought work. And uh, I was like, you know, but I don't want to. Right. Like, I do want to hang out. But I can't do that right now. Not I want in this do... timeline. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so I was able to um I was able to, you know, text them and say, Listen, I know you want to hang out. I also want to hang out. I do yeah. want to spend the time, but 
I just can't right now. This is not, you know, when I get back from New York, then we'll, we can plan a time and so on and so forth. Now, I haven't heard back from them. Yeah. I'm sure that they're very hurt. And I don't necessarily know how to deal with that. But that is one of the potential well, consequences of choice. With that? Well, if I want to continue the relationship. If you want to continue the relationship, if the relationship is a relationship, they would be able to manage the word no. And you wouldn't have to make up for using the word no. So I'm not sure that that's accurate. That's me slipping back into the... Right. You got to go fix them. Right. Before you can move forward with them. Right. And I think in a real relationship... You set boundaries and you move forward. Yeah. You don't set boundaries, apologize for the boundaries until the person's willing to go forward with you. And that, that goes back. So my fear, part of my fear of making choices yeah. for myself is exactly what just happened there. Yeah. You know, with, well, somebody's not going to want me. Somebody's not going right. to love me. Somebody's not going to like me. You won't be as them. wanted and needed right. and loved. Or I'm going to hurt them and they're just never going to speak to me again. You know, it's, it's you know. Which, again, is about you right. not being loved. And right. So yeah. there's a lot that goes along with this, this yeah. choice. And it's. There's a lot of responsibility in choice. Right. A lot of it. A lot right. of it. And that is. I mean, we've talked about this. That's historically something that you have a really, really hard time with as far as emotional responsibility goes. You know, you've done so many life responsibility things, and it's those emotional responsibilities to yourself. Right. And to others. Right. And in this case, specifically to myself, like that's a big thing. Well, the differentiation between my responsibility... Yeah. Which I took. And then not my responsibility. Right. And that's the part that's that's and, difficult. And letting that not be. Yeah. Letting that not be my thing. Yeah. Nice. Well that's that's good work. That's good work. <laughs> it really is. That's 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 the work. It is. Now if I can just keep <laughs> keep up the practice. <laughs> yes. 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 Sustain the work. Right. hope you enjoyed the show today remember you can always reach out to us through our facebook page at stumbling through enlightenment follow us on twitter at stumbling t-h-r-o-u-2 go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally that is stumbling through enlightenment.squarespace.com you can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.